just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekulder, the Louisville Real Estate Show, here with you till the top of the hour. Joining us today, a host of folks who hopefully you know by now, starting with Randy Rocky, Swan Financial. They do a phenomenal job getting your loan to the closing table, and they've got great rates as well. You can reach Randy and his team at 6450736 also here Lee Harris legal counsel over at Limestone Title and Escrow and you can reach her directly on her cell phone at 6497964 my son Greg is back by popular demand and uh, Greg and I just back uh, last week from a meeting with Barbara Corcoran up in New York we'll briefly touch on that a little bit later on I'll tell you how that went and then uh, you can reach me anytime on my cell phone 376 376- Five four eight three. The first thing we want to talk about this morning happens to be bed bugs. And a lot of people are a little bit concerned about that because there is a bed bug invasion in parts of the United States. And they, if you don't know, these little things, you can pick them up if you're traveling, especially a lot of folks who have been traveling this holiday, uh, this summer, back in town. And there's a report out of who has the worst bed bug invasions. If I mention this city, folks, and you visited. I mean, I'm going to guess. I'm going to yeah. guess New York's high on the list because when I lived there, it was always it was yeah. always on the list. It was always something to everyone was bombing their apartments. <laughs> yeah, it's a real problem. So number 10, and I'll go through this list quickly, Cincinnati, Columbus, Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio, Washington, D.C., in at number six, Indianapolis. Baltimore at number five, Detroit at number four, New York City at number three, Philadelphia at number two, and taking the number one spot, Chicago. So the point I expected is, the big cities, but not like the, the little ones. every city in Ohio and in Indianapolis. Yeah. I wasn't well, expecting yeah. those. They're too close to home. So this was a <laughs> bed bug contest, top 50 cities who might have bed bug problems. And for a second year in a row, Chicago took the top spot. That was done by Orkin. So the point is, if you want to read up on bed bugs, if you've traveled to any of those cities, or even if you've gone to other cities as well, you want to just keep an eye on it because it could be detrimental to everybody. Moving on, let's talk uh, about questions. We're still doing our Zoom show, which means that if you've got a question, send me an email with a subject line saying radio question and put the question in the body of the email and we'll get it on the air. We start with Randy. This one's coming from Samantha who wrote us an email saying her brother Steve is a conv- is convicted of a felony and served his time. He's getting out of incarceration and wanted her to ask, is there anything that would prevent her brother from getting a home loan after he secures a job? No, not at all. Uh, we're not allowed to do that. and shouldn't be, okay. uh, you know, if he comes back in the, in, in the workforce, then, uh, he will be just a normal, uh, it'll be a normal loan. So yeah, a great question, but yes, there, there won't be any issue at all. But he has to have a job. Obviously that's probably the only thing that would deter yes. him from getting. Yeah. Uh, yes. That, good. that is correct. Just like anybody else, Bob. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, good. All right. Well, that's good to hear. All right, Lee, DD has a fascinating question, Lee. She writes, I just read a woman bought a $19 million penthouse in New York City, and she's suing the real estate agency after she says they tricked her into thinking the building had a full-time doorman. 
So Didi says that uh, when she bought a brand new home here in Louisville, the builder promised upgrades like a brick on all sides of the home. They only have it on the front and granite countertops in the kitchen, but she didn't get granite countertops. So she's wondering, can she sue the builder? Much like the owner of this $19 million penthouse is suing the New York real estate agency for tricking, she says, tricking that person. Thoughts, Lee? Yes. Uh, so if there's some kind of writing that says there's going to be bricks on all sides, or if there's some kind of writing that says there's going to be this upgrade or that upgrade, and then the builder doesn't do it for whatever reason, either because they ran out of money and they decided to do siding because it's cheaper or whatever the case may be, if you have a written, not, not a verbal or anything like that, not a text, but some kind of written contract or some kind of written, you know, statement setting out what the property was supposed to include then if you didn't get all of that any of that then you can bring a claim uh undoubtedly there's probably a uh, clause at the contract that says how you can sue and under KRS 411 you have to send the builder a notice first and give them a chance to fix whatever it is that you're complaining of and then you can bring your lawsuit I think the key words here, and Greg, jump in this because I know your wife, Casey, one of our top agents, deals with a lot of builder new builds, but in writing is key. And a text won't do, a verbal handshake won't do. And No, I mean, all that stuff, especially with the builder's contract, I mean, you're going to go through sets of plans and initial off, especially if it's, uh, you know, more of a custom builder. Now, if it's a production builder, all that stuff you're going to go through and sign off again on, on it's a very, you know, there's certain production builders where you can only pick one certain paint. You're, you're picking from siding, you're picking from two colors. You're picking from, maybe you don't even have the option for brick, but everything is going to be spelled out for you well in advance. And if a builder just completely goes rogue off the contract, first off, you're probably going to know it. Um, if you're, if you're paying attention to the construction process before it gets to be a problem, then if you're not, then get your agent involved, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are, those are hard things to do after the fact, but it's going to be a lot of times it's communication. And a lot of times it's the buyer signing or initialing things that they don't understand or didn't communicate with their agent and, or ask the right questions. But a lot of the times it's, it's always going to be in writing the builders deal with this lots and lots of times they're buttoned up. That's what the legal stuff is for. Gotcha. I think I'm also interested in the fact that there's a woman who bought a $19 million penthouse (laughs) in New York city. Lee, I know this is not New York. You can't deal in New York law, but can somebody in general, in general, if you buy regardless and you think that the real estate broker misled you by telling you there was going to be a doorman and there wasn't, is there legal implications here can you go after the broker or the real estate agent i think if there's an actual misrepresentation i don't know how you could trick someone into thinking there was a doorman because you yeah. think that he would be there you know when yeah. he came to see the property but nevertheless if they did some kind of real trickery to make her think that there was a doorman uh, and there should be i guess at a 19 million dollar you know apartment yeah. but uh but that's hard to quantify. What are the damages that she's, what, what yeah. damages has she, you know, been Entitled caused by to, the fact yeah. that there's no dorm. Right. All right. Yeah, I just so. I I found people- that fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. We move on. Tracy sent me this email, Randy, and it wasn't your wife, by the way, Tracy. 
Hello, Trace, if you're listening. <laughs> um, she is wondering what is worse with interest rates now hitting about five and five and a half percent. Is that what we're seeing? And um, what's worse for a first time home buyer, higher interest rates or higher home prices? I know that's a tough one. While you're thinking the answer, I should tell you the national uh, the nation is witnessing a housing recession. That's according to the National Association of Realtors, Chief Economist Lawrence Yum, as existing home sales plummeted 20% year over year in July. That's according to, uh, again, NAR data. In certain markets, very important to and say. It's really, and it's it doesn't affect prices. It's just the amount of home sales that are going on because there are fewer homes on the market and there's also higher interest rates. So let's circle back down to Randy because I wanted to give him a chance to think, is it better to have uh, higher interest rates or higher prices in purchasing a home? Can you, is that a fair question yeah, from Tracy? Yeah. So yeah. I think, I think, uh, I think higher prices because you know, you always have a chance to option for a refinance also like our adjust a rate, arm right now, uh, NLLS number 26362 is at 4.25%, uh, APR 6.2. Uh, so you have a 4.25% as a five-year fixed mortgage. So, uh, you know, there to me, a higher house uh, uh, cost would be the the worst of the, of the two that you did. The, yeah, you hopefully, hopefully yeah. like some people, you're getting saddled with both. But if you got to choose the lesser of the evils, right? You take, you take, you want your, you want a higher property value, so you have some, some, some equity in the bank, hopefully, rather than exactly getting stuck with a That's higher right. interest rate. And hopefully, you can refinance when the market levels back out right. and all that stuff. But you know, right? But and Randy brings up a good yeah. point about this arm, the adjustable rate mortgage. It was passe when rates were really low, but now it's come back in and being touted rather heavily by a lot of people. If you want mm-hmm. more information, we have a, a website that you can go to, which will help you. You'll, if you want, you'll register and I'll get back with you. There's no obligation, no cost. Go to bobsellmyhome.com. That's bobsellmyhome.com. We'll help you and, and get you through all this. There are ways to get around it. Let's go back to your questions. And this is for Lee. This is coming from Melissa. She says, I'm trying to sell my home with not a whole lot of luck. In the event I do, she's trying for it for sale by owner, which we in the business call FISBOs, but that's what she's trying to do, do it herself. She says she's not having luck, but if she does get a buyer, Lee, she wants to know what paperwork does she need to have to make a deal work? What would you suggest to her? Great question for her. Okay. Well, I think that first of all, you need a contract, you know, that's binding. that has all the terms that she needs, like, the price, the, the property address, the names of the parties, uh, the closing time, whether there's an inspection or it's as is, possession, the main things that you need to know uh, when you're going to transfer a property. She also should do a seller disclosure, uh, whether she's state's form or her own form, because Kentucky law says whether you have your property listed or not, you have to disclose any of the defects that you know about and the repairs that you've done. So she would want that in writing uh, so that the the buyer could sign off on it. And also if the house is built before 1978, she's required to do a lead-based paint form, which determines whether or not uh, she knows of any lead-based paint in the home. So really I think those three things would get her at least towards the closing table. 
but definitely uh, we get a lot of people who say I'm selling my house and I'm selling it to this person for $200,000 and that's it. They don't have a contract. Mm. They don't have any of the terms set out. So uh, the cl- whoever's going to close that deal definitely needs a written contract. And also your lender, if the buyer gets a lender, they're going to want a written contract as well. Uh, Lee, would you suggest that um, folks who are doing this like uh, Melissa, go to like an office depot or off the internet, get these forms? Can they go to an attorney? I suspect an attorney is going to charge. Yeah, they can go to an attorney. That'd be my, if you don't have a real estate agent, that would be my first suggestion to go to an attorney to draft up the contract for you. However, if you are just opposed to either one, then there are some good sites on the, on the web that uh, give you contracts uh, you want to probably choose a Kentucky one. There's uh, sites where you can put in the state that you're looking at. Choose a Kentucky one. You can print it out. Uh, they might charge to uh, $15 or $20 or something like that. But um, anyway, yeah, just make sure that it has all of those key terms in it. And as long as you have those key terms agreed upon, the contract should be binding. Got it. All right. We're going Bob, to. I have a question for you. Yeah, uh, go right uh, ahead. Uh, go ahead. Uh, uh, last week I was in a conference and was told, and I wanted to see if you think this number is accurate or not, 87% of all for sale by owners will eventually have a real estate agent uh, uh, take the listing because they cannot sell it on their own. Only 13% actually close as a for sale by owner. Interesting you that you asked with that. that stat? I actually do agree with that. In fact, I'll go one step further. FISBOs, again, for sale by owners, made up only 7% of home sales in all of 2021. That's the lowest share since 1981. That's according to the latest profile of home buyers and sellers from the National Association of Realtors. That's a stark contrast from 15 years ago when 12%, which is closer to the number that you you heard of sellers, went FISBO during the 2006 housing boom. So, and I can't tell you why other than the marketing is completely different. Now we're into much higher end marketing. If you look at anything that Greg does for us, it's just unbelievable. So just putting the house on the market's no longer putting a sign in the yard just doesn't do it, but that's a great question, Randy. Yeah. I would tell you. Yeah. 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 And and I don't like to repeat very often. I just really am surprised that 87% in, in a hot market, eventually have to have a to real estate agent. You yeah. guys do a great job. I'm not, I'm not, yeah. I'm no, not, no, no, uh, not uh, playing that. Right. It's just that only 13% actually sell when you put it on as a personal yeah. owner yeah. shows sincerely. It shows the stats that you should really just start out with a real estate agent because well, you get a higher price and all the above. After seeing that number, it was staggering to me. And, and there's the one little caveat you mentioned briefly is that the stats show that with a real estate agent, you end up making more money off the sale of your home than if you do yes. by negotiating it yourself. But that sounds like a, a blatant commercial, which let's face it, it is, but I'm, I'm just trying to couch it in the right. No, here. I went through yeah. I just went through the process with you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, you if know. I didn't have a real yeah. estate agent, I don't, I would have had to get one. <laughs> yeah. Cause there were some tense moments. I know we're going to take a break. Don't go away from yeah. a lot more to come. Randy Rocky Swan financial six, four, five, zero, seven, three, six Lee Harris, legal counsel, limestone title at escrow at six, four, nine, seven, nine, six, four. My son, Greg, who does our marketing photography, does a great job with all of it and so much more. And you can reach me anytime. If you're thinking about selling your home or even buying a home, you can reach me at three, seven, six, five, four, eight, three. We're back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. 
need a home loan or refinancing, you need to talk to Randy Rocky at Swan Financial. Why have they become so popular? Because of our programs, our service, and our competitive rates. And now listen to this new program from Swan Financial. Yes, we have a 1% down program that also you will get 2% grant money from the investor. Call Randy Rocky today at 866-766-1920. Swan Financial, NMLS 2473 and 26362. Equal housing opportunity. Call for additional cost information. Other restrictions may apply. This is Lee Harris, owner and attorney at Limestone Title and Escrow here in Louisville, Kentucky. We are an experienced team of processors and attorneys who will be happy to help you with your closing needs. We are known for our flexible closing times. We're open to nights and weekends, whatever suits you or your clients. We can help you provide a smooth and quick closing and help with difficult situations based upon our history of expertise and experience in closings. Call us anytime at 502-632-227. Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. Hi, I'm Barbara Corcoran. I built the number one brokerage firm in New York City by marketing luxury homes to the most qualified buyers. What makes the difference today in your area? The same thing, custom marketing to the right buyers. In Louisville, the agents with the best marketing plan are Bob and Greg Sikola. Their personalized marketing sells more homes for more money. If they can't find the right buyer on your deadline, they will buy it. Get the best marketing for your home. Go to resellouisville.com and put more money in your pocket. News Radio 840 WHAS, Bob Sekolder, the Louisville Real Estate Show to uh, the top of the hour. We will stay with you. And still with us, Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, 6450736, Lee Harris, Legal Counsel, Limestone Title and Escrow, 6497964, my son Greg, who does all of our marketing photography and so much more. And again, you can reach me, Bob Sekolder, at 376. 376- Five four eight three for free, uh, no obligation, just a consultation, and we'll be thrilled to help you. Barbara Corcoran, my thanks to her. Greg and I visited her this past week. You want to tell them when we sat down at the table, the little discussion we had with regards to whether the uh, picture should be taken vertical or horizontal? Uh, so listen, I, I know, I know my audience. Let's just say for this audience, we still like horizontal video. For yeah. for my audience, if you're holding the vertical. Cell phone, the Mike's yeah. vertical video, Barbara yeah. agrees. You know, you gotta have you gotta have it both ways. That's why we do so well. I shot video. I haven't looked at it yet, but hopefully you'll we'll have it. I'll tell you when it's available and where you'll be able to see the behind the scenes, the making of the commercial with Barbara. All right, we move forward. Okay, Randy Jackson sent us an email and says he's looking for a lender, but he wants to know what should he be looking for in a lender, mm-hmm. and what information should he know to give the lender. Uh, when he finally decides on the one that he wants to use to find a home? Well, I think Google reviews are important. Uh, And then I think, obviously, service and rate are also important. And um, uh, so I think that 
those are uh, the three things that they really need uh, that he needs to look at. And then after that, uh, at that point, he would just fill out a link or an application. You, you, you press a link. Usually that's what most mortgage companies do now. And mm-hmm. then they will give you a list of things they need. And it's, it's usually pretty standard things. I think you hit it on the nail, but going one step further, the service that actually corresponds to a lender answering the phone when you as the client wants them uh, or needs them, right? Because so many times you try reaching out to somebody and they don't answer the phone, you got to leave a message and things are piling up in your head you want to get answers to. So whether I think whether it's a a lender or a real estate agent or a closing attorney or anybody in any trade, if you try to reach out and you don't get a response, and again, you know, sometimes it takes a, a, maybe five minutes or so to get back, but if you don't get a response, right. consider right. moving on, right? Yeah. Yep. Well, and, and, and that's very well said, Bob, and, and a lot of banks and all, and, and, and just the way they operate, it's five days a week. We're seven days a week, as you, you know, 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. Yeah. And it's just the way the world works anymore. And if you don't want to play in that sandbox, it's just really difficult to get the relationships, not only with the, the real estate agent, but also the customer. You just have to be there when they want you to be there. Yeah, and that's I mean, okay. We, we, we've accepted that. <laughs> we, we take calls into the, into the middle of the morning as well. I do personally. So Exactly. Okay. Two quick notes. If you'd like to see some of the videos that we produce for our sellers and buyers, you got to head to louisvillehomestv.com. That's louisvillehomestv.com. That's a redirect. It'll take you to our YouTube channel. There's a lot of videos there. You'll see what we produce. And one more thing. If you want to sign up for our latest newsletter, we send the newsletter out every two weeks. All you need to do is go to welovelouisville.com. And these are very timely topics about pricing, things to do to fix up your home. Again, that's we love louisville.com and you can sign up and uh, free and no obligation as we say we move yeah. on danny writes in that uh, she is buying her first home danny and her agent crafted an official repair request lee and this becomes an interesting point after they did the inspection but even though they submitted it and the seller had two days to respond she says the seller did not respond within those two days the repair request and the deadline passed. Now, what recourse does Danny and her agent have in terms of getting the response uh, from her repair request? Oh, well, that's a good question. Uh, I'm assuming she's in Louisville. Yes. And if so, probably using the Louisville contract just from Louisville. And there is a new section in that. Uh, that contract, the inspection clause, which does address this pretty clearly and says if the seller doesn't respond within their time frame, then they have agreed to do all of the repairs that the buyer requested. So if you are a seller's agent or if you're a seller, you got to watch that time frame because now Danny is entitled to all of the repairs that she asked for, whether they're uh, a lot or a little. Uh, and the seller has already signed up on that, so they're obligated to do those repairs now. And that's automatic and there's no turning back. And what happens if the seller says, well, I don't care that it's in the contract. I'm just not going to make those repairs because I didn't want to do them. Uh, the buyer has recourse in. Uh, yeah. Yes. If the seller did breach of that section of the contract and the buyer would have, yes, recourse either through uh, getting money at closing or, uh, you know, obviously they could not close, which is not a good thing if the buyer wants the property. 
but uh, they could also, you know, have an escrow holdback where they get the that amount of money uh, to do the repairs themselves. Uh, but yes, they do have recourse if the seller doesn't do the repairs. It's just as if the seller had agreed to do them in writing. Yeah, like mediation or arbitration could go that way as well, I suspect. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It, would, it would have to, right? And and thus, well, I'll stay off my soapbox, Bob, because you know how I feel about the forms committee and how they write these rules where people get defaulted into agreeing, agreeing into paying thousands of dollars worth of repairs without an actual response rather than the contract just being void, which is what it should be in my opinion, but I digress. Okay, that's a, that's that's another story for another day, but you have a good point there and we won't, we'll move it forward. I think we have time for one or two more questions. Randy, uh, Carmelo is a potential move up buyer. He's considering a much larger home and he's wondering, is there any mortgage out there that he can borrow as much as his house is worth? He says he doesn't have a whole lot of money to use as a down payment, but he'd like to borrow money against the equity in his current home. Thoughts on that? How do you, how would you structure that? Yes. Uh, well, you could go up to 90% with a home equity line of credit or a cash out refinance. So, we could keep the first mortgage and then do a home equity line of credit on his uh, on his current property to put it for a down payment on a new home. Um, uh, but also, if we do a simultaneous closing, we can use. I know that the, that gets into a whole different can of worms here, but we can we can also use that money for the down payment, whatever equity is on uh, on 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 closing of the property, and then we can close his new property right behind it. But if we if he doesn't want to go that route, yes, we can use a home equity line of credit. And that's in place of a bridge loan, what we used to call a bridge loan in the industry. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and we do offer bridge loans now. Uh, they're really um, they kind of lost their luster, uh, but we we can do that. But more more usually it's more advantageous to do a home equity line of credit. Gotcha. And is there a lot more money involved if you do a equity cash out against the home for down payment? It's, it's a lot less money than a bridge loan, which is uh, why I'm saying they've kind of lost their luster. Just the closing costs and all that are much, much more uh, attractive on a home equity line of credit. Got it. All right. We have time for one more question. Lee, you take the honors for this last one. Katie had to move to Atlanta for a job and was planning to sell her home here in Louisville this summer, but... Lo and behold, she found out on a trip to Louisville that her son has moved into her house without her permission and by force refuses to leave. And she's wondering how can she get uh, her trespassing son out of the house? We've heard something like this before. So what that's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah, it is tough. I've actually had two mothers in that same situation call me recently. Wow. Uh, so basically the first thing you have to do is to give them notice to, to quit. Uh, and typically that would be from before the first of the month, even though they don't have a lease, uh, it's better to do it before the first of the month, giving them 30 days to, to quit. And in that letter, uh, you state, if you don't, I'm going to have you evicted. And then if they, he sounds like he's not going to leave and I'm assuming he's probably not paying rent since he wasn't, yep. you know, yep. Yep. asked to move in there. So, uh, that's why he wants to stay. <laughs> yeah. But um, but at that point, if they don't move out, you can file the forcible detainer action in, in district court, and they will not have a lease. So the judge will undoubtedly uh, rule that they have to leave. After that, they have seven days to leave, uh, or the owner can put them out. I know that the added issue here is that it's her son, and that's hard to do. 
Yeah. But that's the legal way to do it. So district court, do you need an attorney to file that if you're going to do it or can you do it yourself as a, an everyday no. citizen? If it's an individual, it's not an LLC, then the individual can do it themselves. Interesting. All right. We are just about out of time. A couple of things, uh, notes, if you want to see the future of home photography, head to louisville3d.com where we've got some of the pictures, videos, and 3D tours that we do. Also, Greg, if people want to see what you're doing on Instagram with your feed, what's the easiest way? Because I, I showed that off and people are amazed. Just learn how to spell our last name. S-O-K-O-L-E-R. <laughs> so go to Instagram. Look, instead of Bob, instead of Bob, just Greg, S-O-K-O-L-E-R on Instagram. You can do it on, you can just do a simple Google search. Yeah. It'll probably pop up if you put my name first. It'll probably bring your stuff up too. Yeah. It shows all of our stuff. But yeah. It, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> up in New York uh, this week at a dinner with some of my fellow uh, agents, I was showing off what Greg does and they're all going, hey, can we bring him to, with us? I go, well, no. listen, no. lots of people can do this. The secret yeah. is, the sauce is, it's yeah. you and me and the fact that, you know, as, as, as I keep it in house so that we've got... We're on top of things. We got tight turnaround yeah. times. I can, I can, I can expel our clients' best wishes through the team. Video and pictures. Got it. Out of time. Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, six four five zero seven three six. Thank you for being here, along with Lee Harris, Limestone Title and Escrow, six four nine seven nine six four. My son Greg, who does our marketing photography, and you can reach me, Bob Sakula, anytime to come out. Free consultation. We can figure out a plan. No obligation, 376-5483. We'll see you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAS.